Now batting for the sports animal. Your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. It's Monday, Albuquerque. You know what that means. Is the boys are here. Hey, the boys are here. We're only here for 30 minutes, though, Van, because, uh, well, NCAA basketball, or as I call it, I can't make a single prediction in my entire life about anything ball. You were quite wrong On last week, weren't you? I got both. You missed both. I said Jay Wright was going to do better than what Jay Wright did, and Jay Wright did not do good, and that's not his fault. It's Kansas's fault. It's Kansas played above and beyond for the first time in the last 15 years. Well, to be fair. No, I mean, I'm not dealing with that. <laughs> To be fair, what? To be fair. Thank you. So stupid. To be fair, their best player was out. Okay. I mean, Villanova's missing their best player. I don't care how good the coach is. Their best player's out. Well, you're making a good point. I just thought they'd overcome the whole thing. I am Fred Slow alongside me, Van Nunley, who uh, was Vansterdamas for NCAA basketball, which was unique to me because I've never known you to watch NCAA basketball. But uh, you got it. You got it right, didn't you? I got it right. And um, But one thing I was wrong about, Duke UNC did not set the record for most watched college basketball game. No, what was it? I didn't know They that. only, and I say only, had 16.3 million viewers, which is a bunch. Where does that rake historically? Yeah, I, I don't know. But I know it's not the record, and I also know that if they would have actually put that game on CBS they would have demolished the record. Um, no offense to TBS, no offense to Ted Turner, no offense to college basketball fan who has the TBS subscription, but sports fan, you know, the ones that look like me but a little older, they don't know how to use the app. So I spent the they don't week- know they don't know how to stream the game. I don't know where these numbers come from either. So I streamed on NCAA.com, and if you had like a TV login, you could do the thing or whatever. Because I was in Las Vegas, New Mexico. I was calling uh, Highlands Cowgirl Softball this weekend. So I was watching on the big screen WrestleMania and then on the little like MacBook screen the Final Four. So I logged into NCAA's website with my TBS app or what. I don't know how really how it works. But it, I'm going to be dead ass serious because I'm pretty tech savvy. I'm like a smartish, like mid to late 30s dude who gets it. It did take me probably almost 10 minutes, and it shouldn't have. But it was multiple logins, multiple retries. So I think if you weren't watching it over the air, which was not an option to me because I needed the big screen to stream the Peacock app, which was very easy for WrestleMania, mm. it was, yeah, it was a little bit of a, of a pain in my rear. Well, hopefully, like, basketball fan didn't give up. Like, they're just like, okay, if this takes 10 minutes for Fred, it's probably going to take 20 minutes for me. Let's figure this out. I'll get in sometime halfway through the first half, and we'll watch the rest of the game. Yeah, it says here, second most cable ever. So, UNC Duke audience, second best ever on cable, according to the Sports Business Journal, which I'm not as big of a fan as the Sports Business Journal as I used to be. They used to kind of cover everything, but now... It's real, like, hyper-specific to big market stuff. And, I mean, this obviously qualifies as that. Um, All right, here we go. So, coming number two, the upset of then defeated. So, 15 was number two Wisconsin over 
then undefeated Kentucky, which had 22.6 million viewers. In 2015. Yeah. Which was a pretty crazy story. It was a pretty crazy game. But this is Coach Mike Wazowski's last game. Yeah, that's not how you say it. Is that not it? That's not correct. He's not the same guy no. from Monsters, Inc.? Yeah. 22% better than last year's Baylor-Houston blowout, which, to be fair, mm, to be fair, that was way too Texas-centered. No one's trying to watch that outside of Texas. You're not going to get the East Coast guys. They don't care because Texans don't move to the East Coast. That's that was, not what Texans do. It was still 5 million more than watched Kansas-Villanova on CBS. So if Duke-UNC was on CBS, I assume they would have demolished the record. And this is it's hard to take account of these numbers because they're not counting people who went to the bar. They're not counting people who went to Buffalo Wild Wings to watch the game. This is just viewership on the television. So it you're kind of correct. Right. But you're not 100% correct. As usual. Yeah, there's a factor of that in there, but cuz you have to report. So like for instance, Buffalo Wild Wings or Bourbon and Boots or Dave and Buster's or wherever, they have to give their um on like on like featured game nights, and there's only a couple out of the year. So like the Super Bowl is one, right? World Series is one. I think Uf- Kentucky UFC's Derby, big yeah. on it. Yeah. yeah. Well, and UFC is different because UFC is premium. So UFC is you have to uh, pay an extra through Directv to get that. In this one, you don't. So that one is actually not that because that's a you have to pay, and it's like per like possible seating fire code or something. Yes. Yeah. But this is not that. But this there's a couple of them where it's like. Again, World Series, I think um, NBA Finals, there's a handful of them. But is it absolutely perfect? No. But it can often be over and it can often be under. So it kind of it balances out. But I don't think that, like, Corner Bar is reporting it. Like, like your, your speakeasy place. But big franchise places are, for sure. Do you think, like, they put this Duke-UNC game on TBS, on all the streaming platforms to force people to learn this technology so they can be better at it in the future? Yes. I think that's it, right? Yeah. Because if you get this one done, then and obviously it's on CBS tonight, and, and that's why we're only doing 30 minutes today is because NCAA basketball co- coverage takes over. But you're now apt to be a part of it. You're, and you're not going to unsubscribe after your free trial. No, It's like proven. Like no one does. Right. I I know my bank account when I get some my monthly statement. I'm like, oh, yeah, you have Showtime. I forgot about that. All right. So I'm looking at it here because I just wanted a comparison. So it looks like WrestleMania 38, which, by the way, drew 77,000 and 78,000 both days, like Saturday, then Sunday. Were they not able to have full capacity? So they could because Texas, I don't really think, ever gave up on that. But... um, that's where they were at. So, like, the year I went, which was in the same venue. So, what year was that? 17? So, I went in 17 to WrestleMania and at AT&T Stadium, and there was 106,000 people. But it was only one day. Right. So, they really packed them in. Now, over the course of two days, there was 140,000 people at the, at the deal, which also we can come back to in a moment. NCAA basketball does not need to be played in football stadiums. Like, it's stupid. Like, seats are not good. Like, where were they at? Superdome or wherever they were at? Right. Yeah, that's, it's not a good venue. But it looks here that according, and this is according to the WWE, their event, WrestleMania, 
will see almost 2 billion video views throughout their various video and social media channels. And it, that that's like a huge increase over last year. That's crazy. Those numbers are insane. Insane. But also, Vince McMahon is insane, and he would put out a press release wildly overinflating the number of people who watch it. Well, the thing is he can't do that anymore because now they're publicly owned. Do Can 2 billion people even watch WrestleMania? Like how many... This is what, 7 billion people on Earth? Like, do that many people even have internet access? It's like, in, I don't understand the logistics. How does in, this even happen? It's in every country and on every continent. Also, speaking of Vince McMahon, 76-year-old Vince McMahon wrestled this past weekend. Like, I did see a highlight of that. He got uh, stole, stone cold stunnered. I mean, the way you should have. Is that the, is that the verbiage? Did I say it right? Um, I think a lot of people just say stunned. Okay, he stone got stunned. stunned. The thing that's the thing about the thing, though, is there's such an accessibility now through digital stream and media that, and I do this when I broadcast games. Like, I, you know, I broadcast for Highlands, and it's when I tune into people, I'm, I always say this phrase. I literally say this phrasing. Uh, yeah, the home team Cowboys are in the white, moving left to right on your screen, and the visiting whatevers are in the dark, moving right to left. But I don't say screen. I say viewing device. I don't say TV. I say mm, viewing device. Okay. Because I don't know what you're watching on. Like, and you can, a lot of these places can find that stuff. But if you're to be like, how many people are watching on a phone? It's a lot higher than you think. Yeah. Yeah. Because now, let's say, who's working on Saturday night? That's like industry people. So that's like, that's like a chef at a restaurant. And he's got it up, like right in front of him over his prep board. That's like a, and I'm just giving you one example, but that's lots of examples. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, people watch this stuff on their phone. They watch it on their tablet. They watch it on their whatevers. And I'm a guy who's fortunate enough to understand technology to where, I can whatever Chromecast or, or hook up directly my thing, but it's just my laptop, and that's where I watch everything. I don't have a cable subscription. I, I watch the last five minutes of Duke UNC from my phone as well, so I'm I'm in that club. The very good game. The first game was garbage. Villanova, Kansas, don't care. Was not good. I was not mad at the result, but I did not predict the result. UNC Carolina, or excuse me, University of North Carolina and Duke was. Um, I mean, it was it was the whole thing. I mean, we talk about missed free throws at the end and all that boring stuff, but there's no reason. It's the energy, it's the excitement, and it's that UNC fan can hold on to this for, give me a real number, 20 years? It lived up to the hype. And very rarely does an event like that live up to the hype. The kid from North Carolina, which we're going to see tonight, is very good. The, I don't look like I belong here, I'm I'm too white and with weird Bill Walton hair and I'm a talent at this game that you wouldn't expect. Like there's some kids on Carolina that if I walked into the local Y and I was like, Hey, it's pickup ball. I'd be like, I got him. Yes. Like I'm not afraid of North Carolina. They just keep doing it. If you have the confidence to wear that bad of a beard and a headband, you're my dude. Like that's why I picked UNC. It's because of this weirdo. This like, Brady Manic guy? He's, yeah, he's like when you order Van on Wish. It's like that's that's what happens. The the Dawson girls. There's just a head full of, handful of kids on this team where I'm like, that doesn't look like a team that should beat Duke. These don't look like Final Four ready, let's go players. Nope. Sure as crap, they are. Well, UNC wasn't an eight seed. Like, they don't have the talent no, of right. an eight seed. They should have been ranked way higher. They had a, a bad, slow start to the season. They're way better than the numbers show. But they they got some talented players that can play with anybody. Thank Although you. Kansas has the best players 
and they're up to the challenge tonight. We will see. I'm going to spam the sponsors real quick because we only got 30 minutes. Thank you so very much to John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy for sponsoring the studio. Thank you to Mexico Pinion Coffee for starting our day. The YMCA, where we're, well, that's where I play my balls at the YMCA. I9 Sports, who helps your youth learn and develop in the world of, well, of kids stuff. I mean, that's it's where you learn to play the game. And obviously, we don't talk about them enough, but our friends over Graphic Connections, Scott Cregan and those guys, putting together some of the best gear in the community, and we wear it regularly. Where we get back, man? Let's break down the handshake after the game. I think that was a big little bit of a talking point between the two teams. Let's do our best little preview and, and break down what we think is going to happen tonight. And then while well, you're you're in NCAA basketball, it's two men on ninety five point nine FM AM six ten, the sports animal. Back on the program, back from the break. Thirty minutes of the boys today because we got to hand it off to NCAA basketball, and it should be a good one tonight. We're going to watch the game somewhere. We had originally intended. I'm probably just still going to go down to Bourbon and Booth. I know how I am. I know we got to make an appearance. But the game doesn't start till 7. It's all pregame stuff before then. So I'm going to hang out with it. I'm going to enjoy it, and I'm going to love it. Van, what you playing for the game tonight? i uh, got a couple plans. We're definitely going by our friends at Bourbon and Boots, and we also have a special little uh, viewing at the Lobo Theater tonight. That's going to be kind of a weird one. Yeah. Big screen at a theater. <laughs> like, yeah. And I'm a guy who, like, if I'm out and I'm watching a game, I'm trying to do it real social-like. Like, I'm not 100% interested. And I don't think the – it doesn't tip off here to, like, 7.20. So, like, we're not doing the show. I got the whole afternoon to go. Like, 4.30 on, let's go. Like, I I can go to the Lobo Theater. I can love it. Or I can do, like, a little hoppy boy around a couple places around town see what I like. I don't know. See, that's my Super Bowl jam because I'm always invited to way too many things for the Super Bowl, so you got to delegate your time. You gotta, okay, we'll pregame over here at my boy's house. We'll go to my uncle's house for the first half, watch the halftime show at a bar X, and then we'll finish it out closer to home because the boys got some oat sodas in them by then. Kansas is favored by four and a half. Van, I need you to make that prediction. Are you taking the spread or the straight up? Well, I think Kansas is a bigger favorite than four points. Um, This is pretty liberal to Carolina. I think it should be like six and a half compared to their talent, their season record. But I still like Carolina. It's hard for me to root against Brady Manick. It's hard for me to root against a guy who looks like my uh, younger, cooler cousin. But they got their work cut out for him on Kansas. They played in 91. Does that matter? Uh, it matters if their kids are playing. Yeah, because it doesn't. Yeah. Um, I think I need to take North Carolina. And, I, and again, it's just because I don't trust Bill Self. I know I said this last week, and yeah. I know I was proven wrong. And um, I'm not one to be like, <laughs> you ever see Space Jam when they're like, we lost our powers whenever the Monstars took their powers away? Like, Kansas is at the peak of their powers. Kansas is, is playing as good as they could be playing. They're obviously number one. They're favored to win this thing. Uh, it's just, it is... Similar to the way I think that wrestling is poetry, that wrestling is a love story. I think that college basketball in the tournament is also. And I think it's North Carolina's to take. And I think they're going to take it against Kansas. But give it to me straight up because if this comes down to a single point or one possession, I'm not surprised. But greater than two possession, uh, it would have to be an absolute roll for Kansas to get that. So give me Carolina down to the very wire. Should be a world of entertainment. And I'm into it. I think that North Carolina lives and dies by the three. You know, you saw last game, they shot way better from three than Duke. That was the difference. Duke had a chance, couldn't hit their free throws late. 
But I think North Carolina, if they could make close to 50% of their three-pointers, they can and will beat Kansas. Dog, they ain't been favored in anything. Like, in anything. since I think since the second week of February, they've been the underdog in every single game. In every single game, uh, Virginia Tech win by 8. Duke win by 13. Baylor uh, 7. But that was in overtime. Like, I'm not going to say it's not. UCLA 7. Duke 4. Like, it's, it's they don't care. Like, they don't care what sure. the spread says. They don't care that they're wearing the dark-colored jerseys. Like, this is not a thing that's going to affect North Carolina because the last five in a row they've been in this exact same spot. And, well, th- I mean, they shine. I mean, this is the classic playing on house money, right? They're an eight seed. They keep beating teams they're not supposed to beat. Why not one more? And Kansas and your hated coach, Bill Self, has a rich history of doing this, right? Have the best roster, the best lineup, the most NBA talent, take it to the Final Four, take it to the championship, and choke. Why not one more time? This is crazy. I didn't realize this. Since 64 team field, cool, in 1985, in 1985, Villanova won the whole thing from an eight seed. It's never been won otherwise. That's crazy to me. We'll get ready for the second time because Brady Manick in North Carolina is going to beat Kansas tonight. After the Duke and North Carolina game this past weekend on Saturday, uh, a little bit of a hubbub, a little bit of an uproar about this handshake stuff. Did you see this? I did. All right, so Mike Krzyzewski waits around, and I'm going to tell you what this is. Normally he wouldn't. I'm going to tell you if he knew he was coming back next season, you're not going to sit and you're not going to wait for – what's a realistic number? How long did North Carolina celebrate before they went for the handshake? Five minutes? Yeah. Is it, was it that long? Less than 10. It was a commercial break, though. Yeah. And he only waited because that's the last time the spotlight's on. He didn't do it for North Carolina. He didn't do it for the players. He didn't do it for Davis. He did it because after this, you're only a radio host on Sirius Satellite. Like, it's not you're the coach of the Duke Blue Devils anymore. I don't know. Is he still going to do anything with USA Basketball? I don't know. I think Steve Kerr took over USA Basketball, didn't he? Oh, I thought he was doing something adjacent, though. Like, yes, what you're saying is correct, um, but I don't know if, if he's done done. But not the point. But but, a, a guy like that just can't quit basketball all the way. You just don't go cold turkey and, like, open up a Jamba Juice. Like, a little franchise of Jamba Juices? What's up? Yeah, so he's been out since 16 proper. You're correct. I thought he was doing some sort of administrative front office, whatever, whatever, whatever. He's, he's got to be an ambassador. He's got to do something for the game of basketball. I mean, it's a five-time national champ. I mean, you would think. Yeah, I... Five-time national champ made it a 13 Final Fours. Does that kind of put you in the fledgling category, though? Like, I'm, just, I'm not. I'm not knocking five national champs because five national champs is. I mean, that's five national champs. But I mean, you got there 13 times. You got to the final four 13 times. You had the talent around you 13 times. You only got five of them. That seems about right. Does it? You get to the final four. You got half you, of that time you, you make it through. Yeah, half of them you make it through. Half of those you win. So he's doing better. His, his rates are like 33%. They should be about 25. Waited around, gave the handshake. I'm into that. I think one Duke player also waited around. Um, but I'm telling you, not altruistic. I think it looks good on camera. I think it's the right decision. But he didn't do it to wish those guys luck on their future endeavors. He did it because he knew the camera was there and he knew the light was on for the last time. Because I'm telling you, and by the way, I'm not the biggest handshake line guy in the world. If you're out there celebrating and and everything that's, you know, the, all the things associated with it, hooting and hollering and going all out, you do that. That's your moment. That's what you're choosing to do. Now, if you want to run over and do the handshake first and then pivot, yeah, I'm in on that too. 
But uh, no reason at all that Duke should have to wait because waiting is stupid. You don't wait to watch someone celebrate. You don't you don't let a guy kiss your ex girlfriend and then go over there and say thank you. Like it just doesn't work that way. Yeah, I mean big events like this, I agree. Like a normal regular season game. They don't celebrate a like normal that. game. Like you're not celebrating, the game's over, you high five your teammates, you get in line, you shake hands, you go in a locker room. This is final four. You get to go to the national championship. Like game seven of the World Series. People run around at crazy. They don't line up and shake hands and and then go no. celebrate. Super Bowl, you celebrate with your dudes. Once the celebration's over, then you acknowledge and, the other team. And like everyone, it's the same thing with this. Everyone goes. There's always that one player that sits in the the dugout or the bullpen, and there's always that one player who sits on the sideline from the opposing team. Sure. You just see them bawling their eyes out, and it's like maybe they're retiring or maybe they're whatever. That's not this. This is the rest of the team goes. Like, you go. Yeah. Don't wait around. Don't do that thing. But good for Mike Krzyzewski on on being there and and saying goodbye. But I'm telling you, he can package it to look the right way. But as a guy who kind of knows motivator and sport, I'm not identifying as motivated correctly. I mean, when you teach the youth sports, one thing that you really flex, you really flex on is be a good team player, be a sportsman, respect your opponents, and as far as you know, the the team goes. You want to see that. You young young kids watching basketball, you want to see that. But in a big game like this, you should know the difference. The celebration's going to get in the way. The excitement's going to get in the way, and there shouldn't be an expectation. The one matchup on the floor I want to make sure we hit on before we go is the Brady Manic versus Jalen Wilson. Um, they're both insanely different players. You got to give the edge to one, I guess. I almost want to say push, but um, the rest of it, I think you got. I think you got up, down, edge both ways, and I think they're kind of the even matchup. Do you have a you have an inkling on who's going to play better, who's going to play bigger? Because I think the difference between Manic and Wilson is the difference in the game. No, I agree completely. I think Brady Manic is the difference in the game. If if he can have a presence down low, grab some rebounds, but more importantly, hit those threes. If he can hit the threes from the wing, his perimeter game is better. Yeah, his perimeter game is better. That's the difference. Wilson runs the floor. Wilson is a transition guy. If you give it to Wilson where he can move around a defender and do some stuff, uh, Kansas is going to score some points. And I mean, there's three aspects of the game, right? Offense, defense, transition. And the team that wins transition often wins games. And I think Wilson is the player more prepared to win in transition. But if UNC keeps it to a half-court game uh, and Manic can hit from the perimeter, uh, this thing's over before it starts. That's exactly what I see as well. Van, any final words on this one before we wrap it up and get out of here? Because, uh, well, we only have 30 minutes because NCAA, I, I, there's a precedent, there's a hierarchy. NCAA at the top, and then it uh, all the way down at the bottom is us. We're not that far down. Well, we're under, I believe we're under the Kentucky Derby. I Correct. believe we're, we're 100% under ice topes. That's a given. That's a thousand percent given. Well, we live here. Yes. So there's that. Uh, Lady Lobos, obviously. Oh, duh. Yeah. But, I mean, base, there's a handful of them that we, we bow out to, and, th- I mean, this is one of them. Well, there ain't nothing wrong with being 13th, brother. There ain't nothing wrong with being 13th. Uh, okay, so that's the show. Basketball coming up. Any final words, man, before we go? Too much for the time allotted, my friend, but make sure you get your national championship recap tomorrow morning on the opening drive with Jeff, JJ, and Amory. Ice Top season starts tomorrow. Boys are on the bus today, so we're actually shorted every day for the rest of the summer or something. Mondays only after this <laughs> is, a, is a full show for your boys. Good job, everyone. GG. See you tomorrow, Burke.